Well, that's weird. Well, it's weird. <laughs> um, the uh, the soundboard's not working. So, here we are. <laughs> We're Hello. live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Geek Matrix. Indeed. Yeah. Um, that's how it goes, right? That's that's the voice we have. No, we have yours. No. I, isn't, isn't there another little bit of voice that like a deeper voice besides oh, mine? Not not in our intro, but no, no. But I did do the a deeper voice initially. Yes. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm just confusing shit. I don't know. Anyway, this is episode one sixty six. No, seven. Sorry, sixty seven. One sixty seven. One sixty seven. We are here, me and Josh, today to talk about DC's releases for the week. A lot. Um, <laughs> no. No. Not this time. Not this time. Thank goodness. No. Oh, God. Yeah, it's a breath of fresh air after the past month. <clears throat> yeah, you can say that again. Up until in the last two weeks of this month, and it gets hectic again. I hate to warn you. <laughs> oh, I believe you. Yeah. Uh, but the next couple of weeks will be a little lighter, uh, which makes us a little easier to work with. Uh, and we can talk a bit more about the respectable books. Brandon is off on a little vacation. I don't actually didn't ask where he's going. I meant to. Oh, he's going he... back home. Oh, okay. Right on. Going back to Cali. Right on. That's going to be a good trip. I think he'll be back like a week later because he's got New York Comic Con next week. Yeah, yeah. Lucky guy. He does have New York Comic Con, so he's going to be gone next week too. Yeah, with an even better reason. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Comic Con's way more important than visiting family. Yeah, and <laughs> Dep- depends on the family. Yeah, on the that's family. for sure. Yeah, he's gonna get some really cool, uh, really cool autographs. I know that. Oh, much. hell yeah! Did Did he tell you about the the, the thing? about the thing um where did it go hold on where do i go uh i am huh yes yes uh peter tomasi's um, oh not not that first uh that's freaking cool mongol mongol number seven exit to eden part one yeah. That is pretty cool, dude. I would be stoked if I stumbled upon something like that. Yeah. For those listeners, just out of curiosity, if you're looking for Mongol number seven, you might not find it, but it's, it's Showcase 95. Yes. Number seven, featuring Mongol. Oh, um, well, yeah, my bad. Yeah. I. You don't know at first glance. I looked it up because I was. he said he found it at the dollar bin. I was curious of the value. It is not worth much more than a couple of dollars. But still pretty cool. It's Peter J. Tomasi's first story, according to his Wikipedia page. Um, it's first first comic ever written or published. Yeah. So that, that's Which pretty cool. Pretty cool, man. Yeah, I think uh, I think Peter P. Tomasi's going to be uh, hopefully really excited to see that come across the table. Oh, that would be. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even think of that, but I hope I hope that that that's a special moment Brandon gets to grab onto. That'd be cool as hell. Oh hell yeah! I, I'm super jealous because Pete Tomasi is one of my favorite writers <laughs> of all time. Yeah, I, I've been a T- Tomasi fan, especially yeah. whenever he wrote into the Detective. 
I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, like, GLC was really where Pizza Masi shined for me, but, like, I didn't become a diehard fan until Super Sons. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Once Super Sons came out, I'm like, this man can do no wrong. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> um, no, uh, it's he. So you as know, as long as it's him doing the Super Sons. Yeah, nobody else. No, nobody, nobody else, else should be touching them. Nope. I'm not Especially usually not over characters Scott. like that. Rip, rip, huh? <laughs> you lost Rip-ly, me. Up. Ripley. Who who did the young adult novels? No, but you said Ridley Scott, right? Not yeah, the first, I said Ridley aliens? Scott. That isn't who I meant. John, John, John Ripley? Who did, I don't know. I don't know. Who did... I, uh, I didn't no, that it. was John Ridley. Ridley Pierce? Let's I can't remember. But the damn... Whoever the, wrote that young adult novel about the Super Sons should stay far away from it. Yeah. It was called Super Sons, right? It was. It was called Super Sons. Hmm. And they did a whole series. I want to say it's Ridley Pierce or something along those lines. That does sound familiar. Ridley Pearson. Ridley Pearson. There you yeah. go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's horrible. It's so bad. Yeah. If you want what, a good Super Sun story, check it. out Tomasi's Super Sons. You will not be disappointed. And if you are no. disappointed, well, I'm sorry. That's on you, fam. Right. <laughs> That's your deal, fault. Deal with it, yeah. It's not my fault you can't appreciate art. <laughs> um no, the thing he might not have told you because it's it's between him and I. So you know, last year I just gifted you and Brandon a couple of things. Yeah. Of appreciation because y'all are my bros. Yeah. Um, um I wanna show you real quick. Where I want to show everybody real quick. He, I did not collect action figures before. Oh God, Rob, wait, Rob, how long ago? <laughs> how long ago was it that you gifted these items to Brandon and I? Okay, so I, I can give you the timeline. Mm-hmm. It had to have been for you at least was in the last year because I didn't buy my first McFarland figure until after I got married and I just had my wedding anniversary mm-hmm. my first anniversary so it's it's been this past year that I've been collecting McFarland figures and I gave you yours yes. your first one my very first after one after that had to have been this year had to have been this year so we're I, in the 10th month so less than 9 months of it within 9 months and We'll say eight, nine, nine, ten months, maybe. I'm pretty sure it would have been after Christmas. Folks. <laughs> I, uh, do you see what he has done here? The big Batman in the back is mine originally. It was a wedding present, and then the Nick Fury way in the background there. That is uh that's a that's a gift from my son. But the rest of this is all because of my gorgeous Wonder Woman, who I forgot for a second there. I have all set up with my... I'm telling you, man, I don't care what anybody says, but this stuff... This, oh, uh, Sticky Tacky. Yeah, yeah Sticky Tacky, Tacky Putty, Mounting Putty, whatever the hell you want to call it. It is 
amazing to use with your figurines, 100%. Whoa, that's a giant ass Josh. That's too much, Josh. All right, <laughs> there. Too much, Josh. That's too much, Josh. Whereas in the past year, like, I'm sorry I got you on that, but in the past year, I, I have you beat them. Yeah. Between well, these here and these over here and, and these up here and then all those. <laughs> and I got some of my bookcase over there that you can't see because they're a bit further away. Like, I. <sighs> I I didn't even realize it's only been a year. Yeah, <laughs> only been oh. a year. Ange, if you're watching this, I'm sorry. One, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight, nine, Fuck. ten figures later. How much money have I spent on this damn hobby? It's One October, and I've spent on average twenty dollars a month. <laughs> Let's see, I've got so like yeah, Lux Luther was so no, one, that's not true. Two, three, I've four, quite a five, few six, seven, eight, nine, uh, ten, eleven. My dad got me Red Hood. You got me um, Wonder Woman. Twelve. Holly got me Wally West. Twenty three, twenty four, twenty five figures. <laughs> yeah. Not all of them here were in the past year. I forgot some of these I already had, but all the McFarland ones are just from this past year, and that's about twenty five of them. Woo! Yeah, dang. Well, oh, I miss expendable 22, income. 23. 22, 23. <laughs> so earlier on last night, I had been looking. I found a really cool thing: actionfigure411.com. It lists nearly every figurine for everything from star wars mattel dc universe thundercats ninja turtles you name it transformers all of that fun stuff and um it lets you go through and make a list of all the ones that you want and i was like okay so i i need like 500 dollars to get the figurines that i want and a new table to hold them on I said 500 bucks. Well, I went through and I started adding all of them that I wanted or liked like a whole bunch to the list. And um, it, it, it prices them out as well. Like they'll, they'll go to two or three sites and give you the average price of that and, and um, how much it's risen or decreased uh, on the internet through sales and shit so um anyway at the end of it i, I was like what i wonder what the total is it was one thousand three hundred sixty six dollars and 88 cents <laughs> and that's with a steppenwolf on there that is somehow valued at negative 17 dollars i don't know I'm like, okay. I want to find out where this is at because apparently they're gonna fucking pay me <laughs> yeah really <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> the Action Figure Four One One though, that's a pretty cool website. I was yeah, surprised I to see it. it. I didn't know it, it. I didn't know it existed. That'd be a great way to uh, catalog all the little lantern figures I need. Mm-hmm. Because I need quite a lot. I found this little one. Uh, well, before I get into that, what you, I wanted to it, mention. It's a whole inventory system. You can mark yeah. the ones that you've owned and all of, all of that. It's pretty cool. 
But anyway, what were you saying? Um, right. So with with Brandon, uh, he had pointed me towards uh, Jeff Lemire doing a comic signing at an else at, at a shop an LCS in Toronto. Oh yeah. Uh, might have been like a little over a year ago. Yeah, I think it was. All right. Yeah, maybe about a year. God, I don't remember when it was now, but but it was a while back. Um, and it was the first comic signing I went to at a shop, and really the first thing I ever got signed by a creator. Uh, so that was cool. Mm-hmm. And I talked to him about like what his favorite stuff from Lemire was, and so was like with me as well. And we talked about Lemire, and then I found out he's a huge fan of Essex County. Oh. So, if you remember, Josh, I picked him up a copy of uh, Essex County Omnibus, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. He got assigned and personalized by Jeff Lemire, and Brandon was over the fucking moon. And he vowed from that day to get me back for it. <laughs> and he has done that uh, to the point that he was so excited last week, he just had to tell me what he was sending me after New York Comic Con. And coincidentally, I actually showed up that same day. He ordered a uh, trade paperback copy of Sinestro Corps War. Oh, damn. Because he knows it's one of my favorite John stories. Right? And he's getting it signed by Jeff Johns. Shut up. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's epic, dude. That's awesome. I, I am sorry, Brandon, that I'm spoiling the surprise. I'm just so freaking excited. And I, I hate you. In a, in a loving way <laughs> <laughs> in a very loving way in a yeah, very I, very loving way I, i'm more so just jealous he's getting to meet jeff johns but i fuck man i understand his excitement when i told him that uh essex county was in the mail <laughs> and that i got it for him because i have that same excitement i can't wait to see it it's gonna be so cool i mean either that'd be really neat yeah that would be really fucking cool so he's getting me a surprise too oh shit is he yeah did he tell you did he tell you what it is he he did (laughs) it's it's not here yet but it's on its way blue-eyed golden god um what i don't know i don't know what color his eyes are i was thinking i think they're brown ever-loving blue-eyed thing oh right but he's not got to it. Yeah. <laughs> Weird dude. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just came eight. up with it on the spot. It wasn't great. Let's just go. <laughs> oh, um, no, but he uh he um got me my Cassandra Kane. Oh shit, really? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yep. I'm hoping uh I'm he said he got it from that that uh dude, I think, regardless of wherever he got it from. Um uh, man, I hope he didn't pay full value for it. I really fucking hope yeah. he didn't pay full value for it because Jesus, oh, Pete, that's insane, dude. I mean, it sounds like this guy that he's been that is dealing the figures to him. Like they they've got a good buyer relationship right now. So yeah, for sure, a really good deal on it. I I I, I awesome. man, I hope so. That I fucking awesome. hope so. <laughs> I know. I'm super excited. That's what kicked off me uh, 
going down the rabbit hole and and, and uh, <laughs> doing the figurine. I'm like, I got to find my Batman. And then I found one that was Batman, Batwoman, and Clayface, and that's that's just it. Yeah. It's the Rebirth outfit, and it's a little lighter than both other versions, but um, I dig it. It doesn't have the hand painted black notches on the belt, so th- that that's cool. And the Batwoman sculpt is pretty nice, man. Yeah. So is Clayface. So, so is you Clayface. Get two for one right there. Three for one. You get Clayface too. Yeah, but yeah, Clayface is cool, but not technically realistically not bat family if you're just looking to build the bat family right? oh yeah not bat family but um i mean but clay, i'm expanding clay. and i definitely need villains i can't i can't have a whole bunch of heroes without somebody for those heroes to fight dude i would say that you you looked so much like villain's head when you said that that was the intention <laughs> 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 With like the squinty eyes and everything, that was, that was brilliant. Like, I, I would say I agree, but I think like de facto, if you're buying lantern figures, you're going to get villains. And I think I've got a healthy mix right now. Good. Yeah. Including four different Batman, the three of which are villains, technically. Man, there's a whole bunch of those. Uh, they sell the kits of those um, kits, like the pairings of. Um... Oh, with the two packs, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, from Dark Knight's Battle Royale, yeah, Har- uh, Hal Jordan and the evil Dawnbreaker, yeah, and and Flash and and uh, Red, Red Death, Death and um, all of those, and yeah, they Dominator, I think, uh, or is Dominator the Wonder Woman version? I think Dominator is the Wonder Woman version, I can't remember right now, and I flipped through every single page of the entire thing metal and death metal trying to find <laughs> that picture of barbara gordon last night and it, i did not find it so it's in something else i'm telling you i remember seeing it <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean i know i invented that six issue mini in my head but come on now it can't have happened twice so <laughs> i mean god i hope it can't have happened I, twice I, hope not. I want to see this image too. Hopefully we'll find it. Agreed. Hopefully I will. it happened since we've been doing the podcast? Since I've been doing the podcast. So within the last 167 weeks. Yeah. But it was definitely her surrounded by a big group of people. So um, it had to have been an event. I'm going to check Event Leviathan. Um, uh, that checkmate thing. Uh and it was definitely Barbara Gordon in a white Batgirl suit. Yep. Interesting. Uh, yep. Not even Reddit has been able to help me. They keep on telling me I'm thinking of Gothopia. But that, it's... what I was thinking too, but... Yep. Nope. It's not Gothopia, people. I checked. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I, mean, I was... What had me set on... Um metal or death metal was that you know if she's standing on top of a fucking car I assumed it was probably like Batmobeast or some shit but um, I'm gonna check that that uh, I'm gonna check out Event Leviathan as painful as that's gonna be well Alex Maleev drew it so it's not that painful I just don't have to look at the word bubbles (laughs) but um, so that's not bad at all Uh, 
So I'll do Event Leviathan, and then I got to do, I'll have to go through that fucking checkmate run with Lois Lane and the, that. And then I got to start racking my brain about any other event that happened prior to, so, like, either early on while we were doing it or between that and episode one. Because <laughs> Metal did not come out during run of the show metal came out while i was doing it no death metal came out not metal metal was 2016 oh well i was reading it anyway oh, okay fair enough so well with that in mind i was thinking and i don't remember when this came out but maybe check out the last night on earth mm. batman okay night. yes yeah. i will do that very possible uh Right, so just to backtrack to the figures for a second, a uh, little segue. I found this little Darwin Cook-inspired uh, John Stewart Green Lantern. Oh, nice. Where do you? I like it, dude. Yeah, it's actually really nice, and it's Darwin Cook, so you can't go wrong. Right. I'm standing here with my other two John Stewarts. It has a very. Uh, don't take this the wrong way, <laughs> but it has a very. Uh, Justice League animated uh, feel to it, but like it was done right. <laughs> I mean, you're not far off because this this is was Darwin Cook, and he did Justice League: The New Frontier, which was okay. an animated movie, and is to this day still said to be one of, if not the best, animated features DC ever put out. Yeah. I don't know about this new generation. I'm still trepidatious about yeah. it. But I, I rode I rode all of the entire animated universe through, man. I, I fell off, I think, just before World War Two, and I gotta catch up. So I've heard World War Two was good with a couple of issues, so I'm very interested to see how it comes across. I heard Legion of Superheroes was garbage though. <laughs> The Legion of Superheroes? Yeah, the animated movie. It was. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, it's not much of a spoiler. <laughs> um, well, no, to answer your question, I got this figure at my LCS, or what was my LCS, because... Oh, it, that's right. Yeah, I went there, uh, found out from an old friend who asked me uh, uh, last... Saturday, I think it was, if uh, Comic Warehouse was closing down, I was like, not that I know of, let me look it up, and sure enough, that same day it was announced, the owner posts on her Facebook page that they were closing down, for reasons I, I will not divulge, um, legal stuff, they didn't run out of money, technically, it's just, they, they had an owner, the guy that opened the place, something like 30 years ago he passed away a couple of years ago and then some legal stuff happened recently that they've had to shut down temporarily so yeah it's a damn shame um i know the guy's hoping to open up again soon in another location most likely with another name i hope so because i that that shop has been in in my home area. I, I'll say Bramalee is a subsection of Brampton, uh, but Bramalee was its own area years before Brampton became the city of Brampton. 
and it's been in Bramley for fucking decades my whole life <laughs> oh, my wow. dad my dad's been going there since just after high school he went to high school with the previous owner like <laughs> oh the this owner that passed away was at my parents second or 20th wedding anniversary like <laughs> dang man the shop had a lot of history and meaning to me um a lot of great memories and a lot of great purchases and a lot of great finds so it's a damn shame to see it go uh, so yeah. I had to go there. went there on his last day, picked up that figure, picked up some comics as well. Where the fuck did they go? Oh, Shiva. Ash, where did she put my comics? <laughs> I had them here, and then she was working here yesterday, and now they're gone. They'll surface sooner or later. Yeah, they're probably in the pile beside the bed. <laughs> I've, got, <laughs> I've got two huge piles of comics beside the bed because I want to read them all, but I have not gotten around to them because I'm too tired when I go to bed. Yeah. It happens. My dad was the same. Unfortunately. So that's that's my sad news, but also fun news that I got this John Stewart figure. Right? Yeah. Can't 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 be mad at that. No. I am sorry about the LCS closing down, though, man. I mean, you know, if you're somebody who visits one on the regular, you know damn well it, it becomes a special place for you, for sure. And I, it's a special place. You, sh you sure as hell don't open up a comic book shop with the plan to get rich. <laughs> you know what I mean so yeah. it's 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 passion all the way around and it 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 sucks every time one shuts down yeah and the, the space was pretty big I gotta say like at one point it even had a cafe attached to it wow that's impressive yeah they used to do the Friday Night Magic then Saturday mornings was Yu-Gi-Oh and at some point I think Wednesdays they did Pokemon plus they did like Pathfinder and all sorts of tabletop RPGs. Warhammer. Uh, most likely Warhammer, but I don't think I ever saw people play Warhammer there. Um, and all sorts of board games, but at the cafeteria, and they had a lady that ran it, and she unfortunately passed away in the cafeteria, stopped being a cafeteria, and just ended up being a space people hung out. <laughs> but yeah, like it, it was a really big place. Uh, it's a damn shame that they're going to have to downsize. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Rough times. Yeah. It's a lot of stock in there. What was bumming me out is I was I went in thinking, okay, now's the, the last chance I have to buy this John Stewart figure that I've had my eye on for a couple of years now, and I just said, you know, one day I'll buy it. One day. Well today's the last day. I get to the shop, it's not fucking there. <laughs> yeah. So the one day I go and I'm like, I'm gonna buy it and it's already freaking sold. Are you shitting me? It's been here for three years. That sucks. <laughs> Why today? But I got a, a much cooler one, so I can't complain. Well, that's good. Yeah. So that's my news. And news it is. It's, it's sad, depressing news, but we've yeah. never been known to shy away from that. <laughs> no. Sometimes you got to talk about the sad news. It, it, it is, I just wanted to say, the last thing I forgot to mention, it's it's the the last real comic shop in my hometown. That so that closing sucks. Marks, there's, there's no more. There's places that sell comics. Like you get the, the, the big chain bookstores, and then we have a couple of smaller comic shops, 
but I don't believe either of them do weekly comics. So it's not really... There's no proper comic shop anymore. That blows, man. Yeah. That blows. I didn't get to... I never get to spend as much money as I want to at one. Yeah. There's just all kinds of shit, you know. Oh, like you yeah. said, there's cards, board games, the uh, battle battlegrounds. Um, one of them nearby here. Uh, they uh, they do. A, they got a whole section that's just tabletop gaming. There's always something set up for um, Dungeons and Dragons, and there's always something set up for Warhammer. Uh, a few other things and then the other side is uh, half comics collectible statuettes and and board games and and, you know card games and such and damn it's just it's really hard to go in there and not point at like 30,000 fucking things that I want to take home with me yeah so um I've, I've I've made it a point that Holly always goes with with me because I, I won't spend that kind of money in front of her. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, I get that. I get that for sure. Yep. She's not there for me to go, ooh, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> then, I, then, then, then I very well might. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, news... Not that much news to news. There's something else I was going to point out. Now I don't remember what it was. Well, me either. Yeah. I was thinking about it while you were talking about your shop, and then I just... it. That's that's a problem with my memory, too. If I don't say it within 10 seconds of thinking about it, it's just gone. Just <laughs> gone. Unless if I don't pay attention to anything else I'm doing, I'm just like, concentrate really hard, remember this, remember this, remember this. I, I can't do that all the time. Not realistic. No, not really. Um, yeah, sounds like it's raining. It better not be. Uh, not yet, but it's going to be. It does look like it. Uh, right. So what do you say? Uh, we get it rocking? Yeah, if you have no more news, let's... Uh... Oh, I don't have any news at all. All right. Um, well, first and foremost, let me mention the honorable mentions that I will mention in the bonus show. The man who, uh, jo- the Joker, the man who stopped laughing, number eleven. Peacemaker tries hard, number six. Fire and Ice, welcome to Smallville, number two. Batman: The Adventures Continue, season three, number eight. DC's Ghouls, just wanna have fun. And uh, both the New Golden Age and Justice Society of America Special and Gold Editions. But that's it. And you'll have to turn into the bonus show to do that. Yep. Figure out what else we might have to say about it. Uh, So I remember the one thing, one more thing I wanted to talk about. This week in other news, other comic worlds. Uh, we saw the release of Transformers number one, which has been a talking point on our Discord recently. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, you've gotten Brandon into it, haven't you? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, I, I'll say I didn't get Brandon into it. I got Brandon maybe a bit more interested in it, but Void Rivals got Brandon into it. <laughs> for 
Yeah, because he, he put me on the Void Rival scent. He already knew it was happening. I had no clue that Image had picked up Transformers and that it was going to be interconnected. But apparently it was it was heavily rumored leading into Void Rivals number one that it was going to be the the showcase for the new Energon universe. And Transformers number one came out this week. I've read it. Um, I read on a website last week and a preview copy, and it was kind of a spoiler review. They said there's not really much to spoil. Pretty run-of-the-mill for Transformers. And I read it, I'm like... Yeah, this is not just run of the mill for transfer. It's pretty close, <laughs> but there's some, there is definitely some surprising things in here, and there there's a clear reason why the Autobots and Decepticon teams that exist are the ones that exist. <laughs> uh, Good man, that's the surprising thing. It's not um, just thrown together, and that's badass. Yeah, it's not just okay we pick you no like there's there's specific reasons why they're missing so many key players um that make people scratch their heads why they're not around uh definitely check it out if you have not if you've ever been a fan of transformers you will appreciate this one from daniel warren johnson and mike spicer um long i'll say multi-time creative team they're already creative team that work well together i will say um definitely check it out a lot of fun Maybe I'm just a TF fan, but fucking nine out of ten. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah! Now I gotta get into it. Hell yeah! And it's going to be tied into the GI Joe comics coming out. And if you want to read GI Joe, I don't know if I do, man. Yeah? Isn't Rosmo drawing that shit? No. Oh, well then, never mind. Yeah, I'll probably check it out. <laughs> uh. So I don't remember the name of the writer doing the main series G.I. Joe comics, but what you might be remembering, or might be thinking of, is the the Duke and Cobra Commander, I believe it is. It might be Snake Eyes, but I think it's Cobra Commander miniseries are both written by Joshua Williamson. Oh. I knew there was something I didn't like. Yeah. This... this <laughs> This might be a different point of view, though, because it's not a cape book. That's fair enough. That's, you know, I mean, hell, I give all of his cape books a shot. I just don't like them. Yeah. I will. Like, uh, the the only cape, the only non-cape book from Williamson I read, I really enjoyed, and Brandon agrees. Baby Teeth? Deathbed. Deathbed, yeah, not Baby Deathbed. Teeth. That's yeah. fucking Titan. Yeah. So, did you ever get a chance to read Deathbed? Nope. Oh, okay. It was also drawn by Rosmo, so it's probably probably not up your alley in the slightest. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Well, that being said, because we had a misunderstanding on Discord when I said something earlier this week, and I never actually got any other input from you yet. I'm curious, I'll say it now. The backups, not backups, the, the preview in every issue out of DC this week is for uh, Wesley Dodds' The Sandman. Yeah. And that's drawn by Riley Rosmo, and I'm looking at him like this. This might be peak Riley Rosmo. Like this is actually this. This isn't overly beanhead. This isn't. Weird. No, it's it's all beanhead. But I will tell you that this is the best Rosmo has ever drawn. Oh God, yeah. It's all bean. It's still all mostly bean-ish head, if not beanhead, yeah, and it's got the itty bitty uh, dancing on the head of a needle, fucking toes but uh 
It's definitely Rosmo, but it is Rosmo drawing the best he has ever drawn before. Yeah, it's actually really fucking good. Uh, I mean, I would not say that. <laughs> but, uh... I mean, there's, there's a couple of pages here that are just freaking stellar. I'm looking at a shot of a house outside, and it just looks so good. I didn't, I didn't read any of the backups. I only read about half of the preview, and I just kind of looked at the pictures for the rest because I ran out of time, and I meant to go back, and I forgot. But I'm looking at the images again, and honestly, just I know you're not a fan of Roswell, but goddamn it. If you just look at the last page of the preview, it looks uh-huh. good. It's a picture of a house, and it just looks awesome. It's a picture of a house. Of a house, yeah. Well, I mean, that's I know that's what I'm looking for in a comic book is pictures of houses. Well, this it's an it's an out it's an exterior shot of a house, surrounded by other panels. The whole page is not just the house. And yes, I do hear my accent when I say house. 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 I mean, I'm looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't give you anything no nothing emotion. dude no, no this is I know that I'm telling this is the best he's ever drawn and it's very subpar oh god you're subpar <laughs> I've been told before <laughs> oh no well that's it I give up <laughs> yep, I tried to I tried. I thought for sure this would be the case for Rosmo for you, but nope. at least, at least you could admit that it's the best he's ever drawn. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie about it or just be spiteful. It's just, it's bad. It oh, okay. it doesn't it doesn't look good. Like go to the page before that. <laughs> it looks so freaking good. It doesn't look good. It does look good. The panel work. But the guy with the red face, right? Yeah, he just throws funky panels around on it, and they have no purpose whatsoever, and that's good. It's very interesting panel work. It's not panel work, though. It's literally just one giant-ass splash page drawn like a Rosmo, and then funky, crooked lines all over the place. It's not panel work at all. Which accentuates a different... So if you look at the actual page, the different... So if you look at the panels, it's different parts, different scenes. There, it's one image, but the image is many different scenes, and the panel work denotes those different scenes. It separates them. No, right? don't, guys, go look yourselves or wait for this to come out. No, I don't. How does it? <laughs> the top panel is an aerial battle. The middle, the the lower left panel is. Uh, what is it? Uh, not not Nazi, but the German. This isn't the Great War, so World War One. German soldier. I mean, I get what you're saying. It's supposed to be like this big, it's cool, separate. artsy thing, but it's not. It's just it's all one picture, drawn together. Yeah. And then funky white lines, like irregular rectangles. Separated. I will say, just drawn around random things. Separate it. There's a. It doesn't separate it when the same rectangle goes around uh, part of the aerial mission and then all the way down to the dude wearing the gas mask standing <laughs> in a building. That's not a separation. It's just a funky, st- 
stupid rectangle put on there for no reason. Hey, You're look. A funky, stupid rectangle. <laughs> it's it. I would even go so far as to say that it is nothing more than no. a distraction technique. No. Because if you go previous no. panels, you see those interesting panels drawn like really purposeless puzzle pieces like he was trying to draw puzzle pieces but did not pull it off it's it, page before that you got bean face it's rosmo is just not good man even the page with with the sandman silhouette yeah and the panels in his body yeah oh dude that's so good it's not good. They look like bullshit, won't fit together puzzle pieces. And that's only because they're random, not drawn with any kind no, no, of purpose, this, this supposed random. to be puzzle pieces. This one is is to simulate the cloud of his smoke gun. So that is why there's a whole bunch of 90 and 45 degree angles, because smoke is definitely angular. Oh my god. Nope. You can't Dude. sell me on bad shit, man. Dude, you can have both. <laughs> you can have your pie and eat it too. But that's not pie. That's not pie. That's like a brownie made out of kale. I will try it and I might like it. <laughs> if you say okay, so, kind sir. Page, Let me know how it works out for you. Page two, where they got the title mixed in with the, the smoke. That page is pretty cool, apart from the bean head on the gangster. Uh, another but, bean head. The, but besides that bean head, the rest of the page is fantastic. <sighs> no? What can you hate about this page? I want to know. <laughs> what? About the very first page that's on there? No, the second page. The, the, second, the, page. the second page. Other than the bean head... The the I, what are these little random fucking uh, pyro butterflies that are all over the fucking place? That's the Tommy gun fire. It looks that's, that's really the, the guy's arm is moving, and you can see the bullet casings flying out of the Tommy gun. Right, bullet casings. They shoot fire daggers. Right. That's the muzzle flash. Have and then he shoots flash? him with the fucking... And then it says, Fog of War. Yeah, the title of the issue. <sighs> oh, so dumb. Have you never so seen... So dumb. You live in the U.S., the, the world's capital of gun use, and you've never... You, you've seen a muzzle flash, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, but those muzzle flashes, they happen at the end of a muzzle. They do not ever happen... After the bullet is out it's, of the gun, it's to simulate motion. Not, I. It's it's done very very badly. It's really good. But justice is the business of the Sandman. Now you're gonna, <sighs> now you're gonna tell me you don't like that line. Not that line in particular, but I do like Venditti. Oh, God. <laughs> Venditti got enough slack from the Lantern fan base. <laughs> he doesn't need slack for this shit. Well, I haven't read it yet. But if he deserves it, 
he'll get it. No matter what that is. I'll say whether or not it's good. I'll suffer right. through three. Or Does he just do Wesley Dodds or does he do all three of them? No, uh, the three Golden Age movies. Yeah. yeah. No, so Jeremy Adams is doing Jay Garrick. Okay. And Tim Sheridan is doing Alan Scott. Uh, Rosmo isn't doing all three? No. That's what it's I cared three, about. Venditti, I don't give a shit about. I'll, I'll read Venditti. I don't have any hang-ups about him. All right. No, it's three, three different creative teams. I don't remember the artists on the other two books. That's fine. Yeah. As long as it's not Rosmo. Wait, I think it actually says it at the end of this. As long as it's not Rosmo or Jar Jar. No. If Jay Garrick is drawn by Diego or Lotegui, and Alan Scott is done by Kian Tormi. Okay. All right. I don't know who the second one is, but uh, I think we all know Kian Tormi. Oh, Diego or Lotegui? Yeah. I know we've. I can't. I. Could not tell you which books he's done, but we've seen him in books because I, I remember saying his name before. Okay. Or, okay, I believe you. <laughs> I'm just kind of curious. Hey, I've had that damn song from Beetlejuice stuck in my head ever since Lowen Bobert got tossed out of the Be- Beetlejuice movie for fondling her old man. <laughs> Uh, right, he did Aquaman the Becoming. Ah, okay. I know he did something recent, like the past couple of weeks. That, uh, you read that, didn't you? Yeah. Man, that was gorgeous. That was done really well. It was. Well, Lego Comic Geeks, don't fail me now. <laughs> League of Comic Geeks, you failed me. Oh, no. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh, he did the new Golden Age as well. Okay. All right. Yeah, I knew we saw his name somewhere recently. He's done a lot of Marvel, actually. Not surprised. Not surprised to hear that. That's weird, because I could have sworn I said his name... I figure at least once. I figure at least once every couple of months. I'm like, I don't know who this person is, but they're really good. And yeah. Brandon rattles off like four Marvel books that they've recently done. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. They got credentials, right on. Brandon, this is why you time off, dude. We we need you, right? <laughs> We're not wasting time with me awkwardly scrambling through Google trying to figure out what Diego or Lategui's drawn. <laughs> get that alright so we are going to start off finally with Shazam number 4 uh, we are back and I th- no no this this is the second one since Night Terrors or the first one Night Terrors I want to say this is the first one first through one. Night Terrors and I'm only saying that um Hoping that it's true. Why would... That's a weird thing to hope. (laughs) Because I don't remember the previous issue, so I'm hoping it's because it was two and a half months ago and not because it was Uh, that fucking forgettable. (laughs) I'll be honest with you. I I don't remember the 
bulk of the story, but I remember how it ended because it ended exactly how we begin here. But before I get into that, this is written while story told by Mark Wade and Dan Mora. Uh, that would be writer and artist realistically, but they are storytellers together. Uh, with right, Because writing and art is what tells the story together. Exactly. And, and I would imagine that Mark Wade had some input on panel design and Dan Moore probably had some input on story piece. I mean, they've been working together for a while. Exactly. So, that's pretty cool. Uh, some colors from Alejandro Sanchez, letters from Troy Pateri, and Dan Mora did the cover. Uh, very, very nice cover as well. Dan Mora always does nice covers. Yeah, Dan Mora always does nice art. He does nice everything, yeah. Alright, so we open up on the moon, where our captain has been uh, somewhat captured by Gargwax, the distressing Lord High Malefactor of the Zarox Empire, Tormentor-in-Chief of the 91 Worlds, <laughs> the Saijin Commonwealth, and most relevant for our present purposes, Emperor of the Moon, <laughs> which is the opening monologue from Gargwax. Um and it was quite interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it was something, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so the captain tries to reason with Gargwax and, and figure out what the hell's going on. Tells him why he's there, and he was sent by the apes from Gorilla City. Something to do with nuclear weapons, but Gargwax uh, just doesn't quite believe everything that's going on. He was like, of course, it was Ted, wasn't it? Ted that classic idiot um, they're, they're and basically alludes to the fact that there is no missile that uh, the captain is there to take back uh, meanwhile the six gods in the rock of eternity that are somewhat controlling the captain um, Atlas has failed his attempts uh, because his mind was not powerful enough to see through the ruse of the missile so Zeus takes over uh, basically calling everyone else a fucking loser and says, look, if anybody's going to get the job done, it's me. Uh, so Gargwax takes the captain back on the moon uh, to his inner sanctum in his fortress to find the person that is actually controlling Gargwax, and it's none other than Queen Bee, Queen Zazala, the Queen Bee. Uh, and then we see the weakness of Zeus, women in skin-tight clothing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if that wasn't already obvious, if you know anything about Zeus at all. Not, not even just skin-tight clothing, just women. Just women. Are his weakness. <laughs> he instantly becomes aroused and forgets that he's controlling a 15-year-old boy. Yes, very odd. Yeah. So, the apes realize that the captain's taking too long, so they decide to get in their very own techno-organic spaceship, oddly enough. A very reminiscent of Saga. Right. Um, and, and Firefly. Or not Firefly, Farscape. Farscape, yeah. Um, Man, I love Farscape. Yeah, I haven't watched that since I was a kid. I should try it again. Um, it's cheesy goodness, but it's goodness. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they head off in a rocket to the moon to take matters into their own hands. Uh, with the phrase we come in war for all of ape kind so they come meaning business indeed indeed um, alright so the captain indeed. now controlled by Zeus 
uh, begins to try and woo Queen Bee. Woo! And woo! <laughs> Come just full on Ric Flair this chick. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> no chops. <laughs> no chops. Give me the full uh, Ric Flair, no chops. <laughs> sounds like a New York sandwich. <laughs> a Waffle House hash browns. <laughs> um, there's got to be something you'd get in Flair country. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's like... Like Waffle Houses. No, You have wouldn't... Waffle Houses in Canada? I can't remember. No. No. Uh, we just got IHOP like last year, or so. Uh, yeah. The the way you the way that they call out the food in Waffle House is just absolutely crazy. Is it? Yes. Yes. You'd have to. You can only like let's say you order hash browns with uh, cheese, um, uh, cheese, onions, and. Uh, mushrooms they they they'll ah, i can't remember what mushrooms is but they'll they'll holler out uh something like um browns uh chopped diced and smothered they don't tell the ingredients nothing at all like that um and i've heard them holler out stuff from other people's orders and i couldn't tell you what the hell they mean like bacon half bacon bacon half oh shit I can't even remember any of it right now but it if you ever come to the US I've got to take you to a waffle house you'll be like what the fuck <laughs> this is 100% American uh oh did I lose you I did I lost you <laughs> there you are. So that was weird because I was still here, but you lost me. But I, I, before that, like a minute ago, I lost you, but I think I was still on your screen. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So. So I just gave you that whole spiel about Waffle House, and you didn't hear a word of it. I I missed the middle part. <laughs> ah. Well, anyway. But I got the gist. Uh, I've, I've been to restaurants around here as well. That's uh. They'll have like a short form for their orders. It's really it's, weird. Videos like it's it's some interesting stuff what they come up with. Um, right. So our captain uh, under the control of Zeus is um, flirting heavily with Queen Bee and succeeding uh, to the point that Gargwax gets a little jealous, but the captain just kind of shoes him away. And as Zeus begins to lean in for the kiss. Billy starts to realize, uh, oh, she's she's really hot. That's gonna be my first kiss ever, but but no. And then screams out, Shazam gets a little bit of control, becomes Billy again, and runs away as fast as he can. Uh, but as that happens, the gorillas attack. The gorilla militia uh, come to take over the planet or the moon, rather. Uh, meanwhile. Uh, Solomon of the, the Six Gods and the Rock of Eternity uh, speaks to Freddy uh, and says you must take control of your own mind again and help uh, help Billy because he is in grave danger. He runs down to get the rest of the children interrupting the Sir Dinosaur <laughs> the lawyer um, yeah. yeah 
there to prevent a, a full-scale attack on Earth because prior to returning other space dinosaurs to their home, the proper paperwork was not filed. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Uh, so he rallies the family, and they vow to save Billy by any means necessary, but, but they got to figure out how to get to the moon and do so. Uh, Billy is in deep trouble right now as the guerrilla militia and Gargwax's drones are having an all-out war. Um, Billy does try to get away, but is found by Queen Bee uh, in a gorilla spacesuit, which he didn't really fit in because he's 15 and not a gorilla. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, wasn't going to work, Billy. I hate to tell you. Um, nope. Just was not going to work. Nope. Queen Bee um, is obviously pissed off and before Billy gets a chance to say Shazam, as is the only thing that can save him, she blasts him through a wall off the moon and into deep space where he begins to lose his breath and then lose consciousness. Um, forgot to mention, he did, I did say he had a spacesuit on, but he took the helmet, or the helmet got blasted off. Yeah. Like me. Uh, so he, he could no longer breathe. <laughs> so he's floating in into space. Yeah, he's he's straight fucked, man. Um, seriously, fun issue still. I, I like where it's going right now. We're getting a bit more, and not really info, but a bit more. Uh, I don't know how to how to really say it. What word to use? Not really pacing, but we're we're moving the story along when it comes progression. To the gods taking turns. Progression is probably the right word. Uh, take getting this progression on the gods taking turns with Billy. That sounds so wrong. <laughs> sounds, sounded Jesus better. Christ. <laughs> sounded better in my head. Um, and then, like, hopefully soon. I, I want to say Zeus is the second last. I, I'm losing track of how many gods have taken over Billy's mind. Um, so we're almost there. It sounds like, it seems like Solomon is on Billy's side as well, and he wants to put an end to this farce, I'll say. Um, yeah, let's so hope so. We'll see what happens. I'm very curious to see what the hell Freddy, Darla, Eugene, and uh, what was his name? Oh my god. Is it is it Paco? I want to say Paco. Yeah, I think it's Paco. I was thinking Paco as well, so it must be, but I really hope it is. I really hope we're not wrong. <laughs> Cause that, uh, I don't know if it's because I've had Blue Beetle on the brain or not. But... I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm hoping it's, it's not because like Blue Beetle's been on my mind. Yeah, I think I think it's Paco, though. I, I Brandon to... is listening to us right now, freaking his ass out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but basically, <laughs> the family. I'm curious to see how they're going to do what they need to do to save Billy because they they can barely make it to the end of the street. Without they they've him. got no powers. They're they're kids. Yep, and Mary's off doing Mary stuff. Yeah, well, she's right now with the Amazons. Yeah, doing Mary stuff. Yeah. So because they gave her her powers. Yeah. So who the hell knows, unless they can get a hold of Mary somehow, but we'll see. <laughs> it's going to be very interesting. Uh, she, she's going by Mary Marvel now, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm happy that they were able to work that in. 
If Me only too. they could do the same for Billy and just call him Captain Marvel. But I guess the Captain is good enough for now. There's already a Captain Marvel. Yeah, but this one was first. <laughs> yeah, it was, but I mean... And from what I was reading, there, I think we discussed it as well. Legally, they're still allowed to use it. They just don't. Well, I mean, that's tough. Wait, I mean, it's the whole Miracle Man thing. It started out as Marvel Man. Can't do it, though. So, I mean, Marvel's got lawyers. Hell, they've got hella lawyers now. <laughs> I can't even imagine what fucking Disney lawyers would have done to Ellen Moore. Yeah. Fucking Disney. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, the issue, I think, was really good. It was funny. It was interesting. It was action-packed. It actually had a little bit of everything. Romance, intrigue, suspense, thrills, chills. Literally chills, because Billy is floating in space. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 like, you can't go wrong with Dan Mora art. You really can't. Um, nope. So quite honestly... I'm thinking nine out of ten. Yeah, dude. I don't have much to really dislike about this issue. <laughs> I really don't. Well, I'm trying to find things. I'm just like, well, oh, like, I, I don't find that. Like, it's actually really good. <laughs> See, my problem is, like I said, I could, I couldn't tell you. Like when I opened it up, I couldn't have told you off of that front page if this was a whole brand new situation. Or if it was a continuation of a previous story. I couldn't remember the last previous story. Um, that would be a problem with the last issue. Yeah. Well, I mean, we started out with Shazam playing a game of who's on first with somebody that I could only describe as Moon Mongol. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It this He only appeared in the very last page of the last issue. Okay. So this was really our introduction to it gotcha but i mean all the same man i still don't know man it this feels like a modern captain captain story trying to be a classic captain captain marvel story or maybe it's the other way around uh i'm not sure but shit man i i love shazam or the captain um there's just no excitement for me here nothing that's pulling me in i i honestly <laughs> I say give it back to whoever wrote the Mary Marvel miniseries. I can't remember right now, but I remember it was a damn good story. I just don't remember who wrote it. The only thing that keeps me flipping these pages is doing the review. Uh, Moore's art is always spectacular. Uh, Sanchez's colors, they can't do any wrong. But, I mean, if all I wanted was art, I'd be buying prints and not comic books. It just... it It's nice to see the captain in a regular series i just i wish it was interesting because <laughs> right now it's not it feels like a silly reason to have billy be bad sometimes i give it a 6.5 out of 10 damn i mean fair enough that's how you feel that's how you feel i can't argue with that when the topic is mark wade <laughs> but the thing is is just Dude, prior to him coming back, I fucking loved his work. I mean, I was a 
big Mark Wade fan, but reading his dislike it, I I'm not even gonna try to argue. Like I just don't get it. I don't know what happened, what's changed, but I just uh. But there's 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 gotta be a, a question on your mind. Like is it is it Mark Wade has changed or is it your tastes have changed? I mean that could be that could be it too. That that definitely could be it because I can't put my finger on what the hell is making me just not like his stuff when like the whole universe likes all of this stuff and it could honestly very well be both because like, I'm checking out some old Mark Wade stuff right now and it doesn't read the same as his current stuff. His current stuff is a lot more lighthearted. Like I read one of the books I picked up for my LCS the day it closed was Impulse Number 1, written by uh, Mark Wade. And yeah. it did, had, did have some fun, lighthearted stuff in it, but it also got down to the nitty-gritty very easily. Which, honestly, is kind of reminiscent of the Shazam book we have right now for me currently, but mm -hmm. this is a lot zanier at times, which is what you'd expect from a Fawcett character's comic. Well, um, I mean, especially from a, a, a Captain comic. I mean... Yeah. You you want you want zany and weird, um, like if John's John's uh, Shazam and the Seven Magic Kingdoms, I think that's what it was called. Yeah. Um, that was really wild, really zany. It got derailed, and it didn't go where it was supposed to go. But every issue, like on its own was great with the exception of when Mr. Mind showed up. I didn't I didn't like that one. But um for the most I didn't like cuz Mr. Mind was in it. But uh um, I got to be one of the few Mr. Mind fans in the, in the entire planet. Oh no no no. <laughs> I see I don't have a problem with it. it. I just I didn't feel like there was any reason for him to be showing up in that issue. He just kind of oh, like right. popped up out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Um and it was really, it was really weird. He was inside Billy's ear, or anyway, no, it was, it was, it was maybe, ear. maybe that's what it was. Yes, and then Billy had to go inside and fight him. Yes, yeah, so fucking weird. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's what you expect out of a Shazam book. And, and and as disappointed as I was overall with the Jeff John series, each individual issue was was pretty damn good because it was like 100% Shazam and this feels like we're honestly it feels like he is putting his world's finest voices into this book so it's like a modern captain book with his world's finest approach and I, it maybe that's what it is that's just not working for me yeah and that's fair you're not a big fan of world's finest either. no no but damn I was excited when it was coming out yeah. <laughs> boo <laughs> yeah so like I, like I said I can't really argue with that you know if you don't like it you don't like it it's 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 Mark freaking Wade if you don't like a Mark Wade book you're not gonna like a Mark Wade book it's, it's, yeah that's <laughs> <sighs> that's like Hickman too Hickman's the exact same way but um, all right. Well, I guess that's it for uh, the captain. Shall we pr yeah. proceed? Let's let's move on to Poison Ivy number fifteen, brought to us by Josh. 
Yes, sir. Uh, written by G. Willow Wilson with Marcia Takara art and colors from Arif Brianto. Lettering Hassan Atsmani Alhao. And with my nomination for cover artist of the year, Jessica Fong. Um, oh, yeah. This creative team yeah. is just so fucking awesome. They need to stick together on whatever they do. Um, so we start out immediately finding out who Blue Flower Face is. It's Peter Undyne, CEO of Undyne Industries, our current villain in the book. Uh, Pam figures that out immediately. She asks him what happened to him, and he simply replies, Greed, insisting that no one can escape nature's wrath and that's what happened to him he won't touch ivy because that would hurt her but he wants her to see what is happening she says no and goes full don't fuck with me ivy but he isn't afraid he feels some kind of kinship with her and uh and their relationship to the earth all around him so what did happen he invented green steel which is steel that can heal itself uh, however, that green steel was used to build this factory, and it has a life all of its own, and it's at least somewhat sentient and a whole lot murderous. Um, he tells Ivy that she is now stuck in the building because the building won't let her leave. He knows how to come and go, but he's not telling. Uh, meanwhile, Croc is out at the swamp shack wondering where Ivy is at, then he goes out to find her. He finds the building immediately. He can hear Ivy, but can't see her. Then he goes with the funhouse strategy that everybody knows, and he says his mom taught him. You get lost inside of one, pick a direction, just keep turning that way. You'll find your way out. Um, she pulls out the trick that she used at the chemical plant to fight the building, which means she's going to eat it. Uh, so that's what she does. It starts to work and then Undyne shows up. Not much you can do though. Croc distracts him while Ivy eats the building. It messes her up, but it works. Uh, she tries to get Undyne to come with them, but he refuses to leave the building as it collapses into a pile of rock, saying that he can't abandon the only perfect thing that he's ever made. I wouldn't call that perfect. Um... <laughs> And the, <laughs> but the uh, the epilogue basically Croc and Ivy are walking away and Croc says that she kept her end of the bargain so she gets the swamp shack to which she says he can stop by and stay at any time he loves it and then warns her that there are other people in the swamp that aren't as nice as old Waylon but they'll talk about it some other day um, I think it was an awesome wrap up to an arc. I, I can't wait to see what's up next. Uh, power through it means. I can't can't wait to find out what that means. Um, I'm in love with Takara's art, like I mentioned. Coupled with Prianto's colors, it's the perfect fit for this issue, just like in every single other one. Um, and Wilson has just been all A-game since this book began. This is the one book that I couldn't stand to miss and wrapped up wonderfully. Though I imagine there are others who say this issue could have been stretched out to two because it happened so fast, but I think that was on purpose because this isn't the last time we've the last time that we've seen Undyne. Um, this book was awesome, nine out of ten. Yeah, I I don't even feel like it went too fast. It was a there's a two part story. It was simple. It told the story it needed to tell. I don't really feel like any of it was 
rushed or anything if that's if that's what you're seeing from people online like i didn't get that feeling at all i felt it was like perfectly paced me too me too it was done really well now pam gets to go home and uh find out about um harley and janet kissing yeah that that's the only thing i was surprised we didn't get anything of in this issue what's a follow-up on Harley and Janet. She's she's going home, so I imagine next issue we are going to see it. Maybe that's what power through it means. But she's she's going back to the shack, though. She's not going back to Harley's apartment. Well, I mean, they're both still but in Gotham. Yeah, eventually she's got to go back to the apartment at some point. Um, Pretty sure her toothbrush. Yeah, is I, no matter what, yeah. <laughs> no matter what, she's gonna have to find out eventually, and I'm sure at some point Harley's gonna find out that Pam and Janet for Major had some stuff going on mm. too. She so, already knows. Could we see the rise of uh, DC's first thruple? I think so. <laughs> I do. I said that last. Uh, I said that last issue. That I think that there's not going to be much. Um, I think ultimately that there the the relationship is going to be just fine. I don't I don't think that there's going to be any issues. Um, Harley's completely okay. Even calls her side piece, and then they kiss later on. I mean that's sometimes Polly happens, man. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No, no, there really isn't. Uh, well. We'll definitely see. Uh, I think the part that I'm most interested about for next issue, though, is other people living in Slaughter Swamp. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll have to see if that picks up like immediately, or if that's like a setup for the arc after this one. I don't know, but I'm looking forward to it because um, there's one other rather particular resident of Slaughter Swamp, and that is Solomon Grundy. So yeah. we'll have to see how that works out. And Solomon Grundy, if I'm not mistaken, right now is a pal of Harley's, right? Yes. Yeah. So, shit, we'll see how that goes. We will see how that goes. It is Harley, I'm thinking. Yeah, that was during the previous creative team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so we'll see how that goes. Sorry, I'm, I'm talking and playing with my John Stewart at the same time, trying to get a good pose. Damn it, John. <laughs> I'm thinking across the lantern curse. We'll see. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so art fantastic, cover fantastic, story really engaging and interesting. Yeah. I agree, nine out of ten. I, I can't really deny that. I I feel like there was something that was bugging me, but I could never really put my finger on what that could have been I don't know I could never really figure out what about the issue was just kind of off but it's it's just an enjoyable read you can't I go wrong with can't poison. go wrong with it there's obviously poison ivy still has a little bit of queen ivy in her she's got this ego terrorist thing where she's just fucking done with people she ate woodrow she's got the lamia that's messing her up allowing her to have extra powers but i get the well it's not even i get the feeling um it 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 messes her up she gets sick and uh if i'm not mistaken she is eventually going to die uh 
from the Lumia. Um, so there, there's just a lot of facets facets to uh, how Ivy is behaving, the shit that's going through her head. And, um, well, I mean, hell, as far as the relationship goes, that's either going to make it okay or make it worse. But I think it's going to be all right. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm thinking, thinking about it now. I think what might have been the one thing nagging at my mind was the fact that there was no... Harley and Janet from HR follow up in this issue, but quite honestly, that that would have interrupted the pacing of the issue we got. So I'm not even against that. Right. So, so nine out of ten, good solid score for this issue. Good solid score. So, um, a solo female lead to a whole darn group of females. What a group of females too. Oh, I know. <laughs> what a group. Before we get into that, I just want to bring up again, uh, my second time I'll bring it up until it happens. This will be my my monthly, if not weekly, depending on when the issues come out, between Catwoman, Harley, and Poison Ivy. Uh, every time one of those issues comes out, I will say this my weekly reminder uh, until we get a Gotham City Sirens crossover. <laughs> I mean, I don't imagine it'll be too far out. Hell no. Especially since Teeny Howard is writing two of them. <laughs> right? Shouldn't be too hard. Let's get through Gotham War first, but I'm very surprised they did not edge their way into a Gotham City Sirens even just mention at some point recently. This is the only time in history all three Gotham City Sirens have had their own solo ongoing titles at the same time. It's the only time that's ever happened? Poison Ivy wow. had a solo title before. Yeah, but I just I didn't realize. I don't know. I guess you would just assume that with characters as big as Selena and Harley, but well, Catwoman and, and Harley have had solo titles going on at the same time, but not all three because Poison Ivy never had her own book before. Fair enough. Yeah. So now that we have all three having a book together, it's time for Gotham City Sirens Redux. Just. Just like a two-month crossover, you have to even take one month. Just three, three issues. That's all. <laughs> just, just, just do this for me, please. <laughs> I want to see it happen. Just give me some kind of story. Uh, but before we get into that, we'll get into the hero side of what would essentially be the Gotham City Sirens: The Birds of Prey, number two, written by Kelly Thompson, with art from Leonardo Romero, colors from Jordi Belair, letters from Clayton Cowles. And the main cover from Romero and Belair. And it's very, very funky cover, too. I like it. It is pretty funky. Yeah. Very um, mod-inspired, I'll say. M-O-D. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. So this one, Megadeth Part 2, not the metal band. <laughs> really, really makes me want to, like, get some, some good riffs going. Uh, Do so the moon. <laughs> do less of me <laughs> I know the whole song go ahead <laughs> uh, so we pick up where we left off last issue <coughs> uh, Maps Mizuguchi from the future uh, heads there to <laughs> I, got you, I got you some Megadeth stuck in your head didn't I yeah <laughs> yep. whenever I hear Megadeth the entire song of Atulamon plays through my head every single time every single time I like it yeah. Um, 
All right, so Meridian, the alter ego of Maps Mizuguchi from the future, uh, which I will estimate probably at least 15 to 20 years, looking at the potential age of Meridian, uh, yes. has arrived with a warning, as we found out last issue, that Sin, um, Black Canary's somewhat sister. Yeah, like adopted Sin, little like sister. Adopted little sister, yep. Um is in grave danger and, and uh with her death will come uh some some dire times for the earth going forward so she's come back in time to prevent this possible hellish future and black canary has whisked together the birds of prey as you saw in issue one a ragtag extra awesome i won't even say ragtag team no just unexpected Exactly. Yeah, very unexpected team, but they they all excel in what they do, and what they do is best. Agreed. Um, yeah. So, the plan now is they need to sneak onto Themyscira, a plan right away that Zealot has an issue with. Uh, sorry, I won't call her Zealot because I'll get attacked. Zana. Zana. <laughs> Zana has an issue with. Uh, because she does not kill Amazons, but Dinah uh, insists that you don't have to, you will not have to, you should not have to, we are not going to try to kill Amazons. We want to sneak on, not kill anyone, potentially get into some combat, but best case scenario, sneak on to Themyscira, rescue Sin, get off the island as fast as possible and undetected as possible. Hosanna reluctantly stays aboard uh, and to figure out what the plan is, uh, Dinah tells the rest of the team exactly that, uh, that they need stealth is their mission. Uh, the only problem is she does not have a way to get onto the island. Uh, boom tubes from Barda will be too loud and too conspicuous. Um, so not a great idea. But Harley, uh, after a series of questions, including fashion choices, because it's Harley, uh, <laughs> has a plan in place. Uh, she actually has a method to get onto the island and says she needs to make a couple of calls, but she will be at the Gotham docks at the meeting points at midnight with the plan ready to go. Um, Dinah then has some missions for the rest of the team to pick up a couple of things, uh, and they will all meet at the Gotham docks at midnight. Dinah heads off to go find John Constantine and says, uh, we need to call in, I need to call in a favor. Uh, let's go over to the Oblivion Bar and get this magic bag that you owe me. Uh, so they do just that. They head over the Oblivion Bar and through a wall into an underground area. Uh, meanwhile, Xana is doing pretty much the same thing. Found an invisible wall somewhere in Gotham and is about to make her way through it when she finds Harley is trailing her. Uh, so Xana takes Harley and goes through the wall as well. Uh, so where Dinah and Constantine have gone is to a man named Barter. A very disgusting man, apparently, uh, in that he's just not the nicest bloke in the world. Um, yeah. yeah, almost yeah. like a banker of sorts in terms of magic supplies. Uh, but Dinah very much is able to tell that uh, this guy is going to betray them. Because he yeah. smells like a douche nozzle. Exactly. And looks like one, too. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so Constantine gets his, his bag of magic that he needs, bag of tricks. Um, 
and then a bunch of golems surround them. Uh, and just as Dinah predicted, she tells Constantine to teleport away as she decides to let off some steam with these golems and single-handedly takes them on. And as that's happening, uh, Xana and Harley show up, also in this underground magic realm, and Barda and Cass, who were there to pick up uh, some weapons from Barda, uh, also appear. So the five of them, Black uh, Birds of Prey, as a, I was going to say the Black Canaries, <laughs> the Birds of Prey as a team, take on all these magical golems and work really well as a team together. Yes. Which puts a lot of faith in Dinah's choices that she made the right choice. Um, and now with a boom tube from Barda, they head off to the Gotham docks and take uh, really an inflatable raft across the ocean to just outside the protective waters of Themyscira, um, where they're waiting for Harley's contact. Uh, it's a few minutes past midnight, uh, but the person arrives. Uh, a few minutes late, he is Nanoe, king of the sharks. King shark. Yes. Basically. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. I don't, know, I don't know why nobody said king shark, but, but they had to say he's Nanoe, king of the sharks. Um, and since Themyscira is protected by megalodons, king shark, being the king of the sharks, should be able to um, distract them or at least have them listen to him so he can get the bird's prey in safely. Um, definitely. <laughs> As Nanaway seems very unsure of that, Dinah finishes off with a simple remark, oh, no fucking way. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Um, hell of an issue, honestly. The art is, is very interesting. Um, the team is well put together. I, I know some people, when it was announced, were very on the fence about a lot of the choices, but I I am all for all the members of this team right now. 100%. And, and the story, I think, is progressing fairly well. I hoped they would get a little bit further in plot than they did in this issue, but you can see why they didn't go too much further. Uh, they needed to have that that moment of, of self-reflection I will say for Dinah uh, on the team getting together and having that team dynamic page with the, the battle with the golems was I think well needed and really put at some minds at ease I hope as it definitely did mine um, and just a side note I appreciate that while all of the birds of prey are in full on uh like diver suits mm -hmm. they have barda in like her really old 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 new god style bikini armor <laughs> yeah I... <laughs> yeah i mean it's not necessarily here's this definitely like a two-piece bikini but like that that does scream like this is classic jack kirby old new god battle suits 100 <laughs> percent it's really well done. Uh, complete with metallic studded uh, armbands for some reason. It has nothing to do with buoyancy or swimwear. It's just there because it's badass, <laughs> I guess. I mean, why not, right? Yeah, I like it. Um, I I'll give 
this an 8.75 for now, just because I was hoping for a little bit more pace. Maybe 8.5. I mean, it's an 8.5, so I was hoping for a little bit more in terms of plots and pacing. Uh, but all in all, it's still a really good series, really good issue. I dig it. Uh, the, the only other thing I, I do hope for is I wish people could just draw Cass's back row costume the same way. We yeah, have, like have across girls. the... Just there's there's like certain things. Every time I see Cass in a book she's starring in, there's something about it I don't like. <laughs> right. Her, it's like, do you... Right, the the, the the stitches on her face. I mean, have you not read a book in, like, a long time? It's very pronounced. Very. You could make it subtle and have it be nice, but this is very pronounced and very round. Which, are, if I remember right, it's always been, like, a horseshoe shape. It's not been, like, a circle. <laughs> yeah, it's always been, yeah, similar, like, a really long goatee kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but apart from that, like with Bat Girls, that that book, there was the cape. Certain artists, the way they drew the cape, always rubbed me the wrong way. It looked like bat wings. I just never looked right because it was always way too long. And then in this, it's it's basically the cowl ears are just Golden Age Batman, and I don't care for it. They're pointing out in different directions, and I don't like it. <laughs> they're they're not just going straight up. Um, so I hope that the artists are able to just fix the cowl a little bit, and I think I'll, I'll, I'll like at least uh, Cass's design a lot better. But far from that, it's it's all pretty solid. So 8.5 out of 10. Um, well, I mean, okay, so if this is interesting, I don't know what it is. Or I'll... <laughs> And I also don't know what it is that is interesting, but there, I'm I'm sucked in. There's a whole lot of mystery as to um, the different parts of what's going on here. They all bring a little bit of something to the table. All these different characters, they 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 all ended up in the same spot, but for different reasons. Um, so I'm digging all of that. The the modern old school art that we see in here is freaking cool. And I don't know another way to describe it, but it's very nice. Modern yeah. old school art. Um, I really enjoy it. The colors and the inks just match perfect. And what I love the most is how these characters with each other and their how they interact with each other and how they remain true to, you know, the characters that we know them as it's great. And I can't wait to see what happens next. Uh, consider me a fan of the new birds of prey series, eight out of 10. Right on. All right. Well, that is our books for the week. That is our books for the week. That wasn't so bad at all. Just took three books, talked about them. And we did our job. And we did our job. <laughs> I like it. All right. Uh, you want to give us your top three? Or uh, well, yeah, I guess I'll rank the ones we did. Number three, I gave to Shazam. Number two is Birds of Prey and All the Way. Number one is Poison Ivy. Um, my favorite moment is honestly when King Shark shows up and acts the way he does. A little silly, potentially inspired by the Harley cartoon when he showed up. I didn't even do it on purpose, but I read it in Ron Funch's voice. So, um, 
I guess oh. that's just stuck there. But um, I, I really dug it. You know, he's sitting there, he's scratching the back of his head like, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I, I loved it. That was great. Made me giggle. Oh, man. I got I to gotta go reread it now and read it as Rob Puncher's voice. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Harley. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's a long swim. <laughs> right? <laughs> um... All right, so for me, very similar at number three, I had Birds of Prey. Number two, I had Shazam. And number one, I had Poison Ivy, just like yourself. I've said Shazam and Birds of Prey swap. Uh, favorite moments? I'll also pull from Birds of Prey, though. Um, just that, that team fight against the Golems was like, okay, this is fucking cool. This is a team dynamic where it works well together. And I appreciate that they're not doing this whole scenario where the team's together and, like, oh, they're the first fight together. They're stepping over each other. They're fumbling. we got to work on our training. It's uh, nope. This is a seamless team, and it works well together, and it's well-picked, and they're all professionals, and they know what needs to be done. That's, that's it. Like, these are all trained fighters, with the exception of Harley, but... The, the other four are... Harley's a badass. She's a badass, but it's not like she went through martial arts training. <laughs> like, I mean, she was I able to... She was able to stand toe-to-toe with Cass. That's why she's on the team. But it wasn't necessarily because of her combat training. It's the fact oh, that she, no. She was unpredictable. And that's why she's such a good fighter. Nobody can really... It's, it's that whole meme of... You can't. Keep, keep them guessing. Never yep. let them know your next move. And that's that's what Harley excels at, um, but the rest are all highly skilled combat experts, and show it really well. They they know to not step on each other's toes. They they can trust their teammates when it's necessary, and they know that the others will know how to handle the situation at hand. Um, and just putting that that putting Dinah's mind at ease was just such a perfect moment for me. Um, because how she needed a break. Let's face it, she's, she's, gone, she's gone through a lot recently. <laughs> yeah, you can say that again. But my God, she's she's the only person that maybe fought harder than her in the past few years is Batman. Yeah, yeah. Batman's been through some shit. Yep. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so that's our show, folks. Thanks for coming. That is it. Um, so I guess we're going to peel out of here, and you have to as well get the hell out. Um, it's closing time. So be careful out there, and remember in the Geek Matrix, everybody has a home in the Geek Matrix. You are not alone. <laughs>